Welcome to this week's episode of the Marked for Eternity podcast, where we bring you biblical truth on topics such as marriage, family, and ministry. This episode is made possible by the Ultra Global Partners. To find out more information about the Ultra Global, please go to thealtraglobal.com and make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Here are your hosts, Jeremiah and Paul Johnson. Hey, y'all, welcome back to Mark for Eternity. We're excited to continue our discussion on the fivefold ministry, God restoring the church, all that he's doing in the earth. So exciting. Thank you guys for commenting, for subscribing, for uh, following along with us, for all your questions. We want to make time to get to those. Um, Jeremiah, we've been talking a lot about the fivefold and the need to work together, to honor each other, to celebrate the grace that God has given someone else that you may not have. Uh, when it when we talk about the fivefold ministry, um, there are foundational ministries, there are building ministries. Uh, can we talk a little bit about that? I'd love to hear some of your perspective on uh, specifically apostles and prophets. Let's start there and try to lay some of this out. Yeah, Paul, I think, you know, as, as we talk about the fivefold and, you know, we talk about the different grace that's on each one of them, I, I think from Scripture it, it's pretty apparent that apostles and prophets are often found working together. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that there are numerous Scriptures that, that can back that up. You know, we know that Paul was an apostle Barnabas was formerly the son of encouragement, a prophet, and then he shifts into apostolic ministry. But then on Paul's second journey, he's traveling with Silas, who we know is a prophet. And, you know, there's Agabus. I mean, there's there's prophets, apostles and prophets working together. I mean, I think probably that Ephesians 2.20, which yeah. you might dive into, I mean, it says that the foundation of the church is apostles and prophets. Now, again, we know that Christ Jesus yes. is the foundation, but apostles and prophets, I believe, carry grace, a spirit of revelation on their life to uh-huh. unveil and uncover Christ Jesus as the foundation of the church. So I think that they're, they're uniquely paired together. They work together in tandem. I've often said, like, I notice, Paul, because I travel and work with so many different people, when you have apostles who do not work in tandem with prophets, I think sometimes the grace on apostles' lives, because they're so given over to a blueprint, a specific way of doing things, they can veer into legalism and they can veer into the law, the law of the letter that kills, where a prophet will come alongside of them with the ruach, the breath of God, and help to breathe life and prophesy into a structure or a blueprint that they have and it comes to life, right? So they need to work together. But I've also seen prophets who don't work with apostles. And when prophets don't work with apostles, they tend to be so dream, vision, uh, feeling, catching what the Spirit is saying, that they're not anchored, they're not fathered, there's not enough order and direction in their life, especially personally, because they're disconnected from apostles. So I just tend to believe there are a lot of apostles out there who don't work with prophets. 
And there are a lot of prophets out there who don't work with apostles and they're unhealthy. And so I believe that healthy, functioning apostles and prophets need to actually work together. Their grace complements one another. What, what's yeah. your thoughts? So you're telling me that apostles need prophets and prophets need apostles. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and we need each other. We need the fullness of the fivefold together. So we would consider the uh, ministries of apostles and prophets as foundational ministries. Okay, if you look at Ephesians 2.20, it says, We've been built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone. So as you mentioned, we're not saying apostles and prophets are the foundation of the church. We're saying that because of the nature of their ministry, which is foundational, that they reveal Christ, who is the foundation. Jesus is the foundation. No argument here. Christ is the cornerstone. What's the importance of a cornerstone? The cornerstone is the first stone that you set in place and that every other stone is set in relation to to that cornerstone. So if you set Christ as the cornerstone, then everything else falls into place. And so, you know, with apostles and prophets revealing Christ, they are foundational. And so if you think about like church planting, which I know is on your heart to discuss with church planting, you know, if you look at 1 Corinthians 12, 28, where it says, God has appointed Not man, not what you want. God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healings, all the things. So the reason for that is because that's a sequential building order. Because apostles and prophets come first and second because they're foundation layers, right? So if we were going to build a home, we wouldn't call a plumber First, we would call an architect. We would have uh, some foundation laid, and then comes the framing, and then the siding, and then the roofing, and then plumbing and electricity, which you need it, right? You wouldn't want to live in a house with an incredible foundation. Wow, this is rock solid with no running water. Yeah. Right? So we need both. We need the foundational ministries of apostles and prophets working together. I would consider the building ministries, the supporting ministries to be shepherds and teachers. And then where does that leave evangelists? Well, evangelists are soul winners. They're to be populating the house of God among the lost, drawing people into the kingdom so that the fullness of Christ can be seen in the church. Yeah, Paul, I think it I think it's so important, you know, just to continue to to say we all need each other. Yeah. Everybody has a role, you know, when you're talking about constructing a house. I mean, the plumbing is not more important than the electric. The fray, like you, you know, when you, when you, the, when inspector comes, you know, and that the sign off on the house, you have to have everything complete yeah. in order to get that occupancy. Like it, everything has to be finalized. So we're merely talking again. Sometimes people hear this and they're like, well, you're talking about apostles and prophets. So that means you're against pastors and teachers. No, we're not. We're just simply saying there is a way that God has laid out in his word. There are blueprints, eternal plans and purposes on how to build his house. And I think Paul, under the spirit of revelation, 
as a wise master builder himself, you know, so you have Acts 13 there. We know it says that there were prophets and teachers among them at Antioch, right? And so Paul is listed there. Barnabas is listed there. The elders lay hands on these brothers for the work of apostolic ministry. And on their first journey, we know that two apostles went out and started planting churches. Yes. And then we know on the second journey, Paul travels with Silas, an apostle and a prophet. So then you have a whole other church planting journey with two ministries. The first one was double apostles. Second one is apostle and prophets. And then on the third journey, the way I understand it is Paul is in full-blown apostolic mode. In other words, he's got Titus, Timothy. He's got a whole company. Epaphroditus. Yeah, yeah, he's got all sorts of people working in tandem. But again, some of the tension here is there's no pastors planting churches in the New Testament. Uh-oh. There's no evangelists planting churches in the New Testament. And even I love the example of Philip. You have Philip mm-hmm. who goes down and starts winning souls. He leads the Ethiopian, but what does he do? He goes back and gets John. He goes back and gets Peter, right? And these are apostles who then come. Philip, the evangelist, won souls, but yep. he's not called to lay apostolic foundation. Right. He's called to go get the brothers who had the grace on their life and actually plan a work. So, right. you know, sometimes, again, part of this tension in fivefold ministry is you have a lot of people. I mean, I see it online today. They're like recruiting. If you want to plan a church, get on this Zoom call. And I'm like, what does this even mean? It's like a franchise business. Yeah. If you want to be a part of our network, like go ahead and you can take this course and you can go ahead and plant your church. And I'm like, it doesn't work like that. Yeah, absolutely. No, it, it's very disjointed and very um, disturbing the way that people are doing things in a transactional way. And, and it's it's non-relational, which God, all of this works together through relationship, right? I mean, when you realize when you're in relationship with other ministers who carry grace and perspective and experience that you don't, and there's real love between you, that's the glue that binds you together, right? We're to be knit together in love. We're to be bound together by love for the Lord and love for one another. And that's what gets the fivefold really activated and going, right? I mean, in Acts 8 in Samaria, Philip had him saved. Yeah. But he brought the apostles come in to get them filled. Yeah. You had a group of people that were saved, but they weren't filled. How many of that, how many of, of, of the body of Christ, how many in the Lord's body are saved, but not filled with the Holy Spirit? A huge portion yeah. of people because they're lacking apostolic ministry because they've bought into false teaching that their apostles aren't today. So for the sake of clarity for everyone, so I know that we said it on this podcast at some point in an episode, when we talk about apostles and prophets, we are not talking about 
about the 12 apostles. We're talking about fivefold apostles. We're yes. talking about ascension gift apostles. We're not talking about the 12. We're not referencing them. They are in a class of apostles their own. Of the lamb. Yep. They're the apostles of the lamb, the 12 disciples that Jesus chose for himself in his time on earth. They are in a special class. Why? Their names in Revelation 21, their names are written on the foundation stones in New Jerusalem. Yep. Fivefold apostles, your name isn't on the foundation stones in New Jerusalem, okay? And it's also important. I know people are confused when you talk about prophets. There's a difference between Old Covenant, Old Absolutely. Testament prophets, and New Testament prophets. I mean, the very nature of prophecy has changed. Yes. So we're not saying when we say apostles and prophets, we don't mean the 12 and Jeremiah and Ezekiel. Yeah. We're talking about fivefold ascension gift apostles and prophets who lay New Testament foundation, who lay the foundation of Christ Jesus in the earth today. Yeah, and and to your point, Paul. I mean, there there is great confusion. Yeah, um, there is a lot of people who this kind of stuff turns them off because they're confused, thinking, "Oh, are you saying the scriptures are no longer canonized?" Or you know, we both know people. They're like, "Oh yeah, I build on the the foundation of the apostles and prophets. That that's like the Bible." You know, you're right. you're referencing, you know, the twelve apostles of the Lamb and then the Old Testament prophets. We build on that. And and again, we're saying that we believe God has raised up ascension, post-ascension, fivefold apostles and prophets who under a spirit of revelation yep. uncover and unveil the person of Christ Jesus to his body. They we're not saying modern day apostles and prophets ha have the grace to decanonize the word of God. No. In fact, they build upon the word of God. They build upon Christ Jesus. So Paul, I, I appreciate you bringing that distinction because I do think that there can be confusion there. Yeah. Something else that I wanted to touch on real quickly, in my opinion, Paul, especially in America, a lot of evangelists have gone ahead and planted churches yeah. that are not called to plant churches. We're saying from what we see, apostles and prophets are called to plant churches, okay? So what would happen if an evangelist planted a church? What would happen if Philip just planted his own church? Like you said, what ends up happening is a lot of churches become a mile wide and an inch deep. I believe the modern concept of mega church came when evangelists planted churches. In other words, evangelists have grace on their life to draw crowds. Yeah. Oftentimes there's an attractional nature to their gift and their calling. So when evangelists start winning souls and people gather, we got to have three services, 10 campuses, 10,000 people. And to your point, a lot of mega churches, they get people saved, but it's salvation recycleship 24 seven. And there's no room for other ministries to help mature them, stabilize them. So, and then the other thing, Paul, that I see, especially in my travels is you have a lot of actually called apostles who planted works, but they don't understand anything about apostolic ministry. Yes. So they're a pastor. Yep. And what ends up happening is religion ends up boxing them in to a pastoral yes. type of coddling, 
comforting when they're actually called as an apostle more like a military, more like an army, more like raising them up. And so, Paul, I, I believe we're living like we could have people today watching this who maybe they're, they, they're, they planted a church and they're not an apostle and a prophet. And they're like, so what would you say to me? And what I would say to people today is if you are a pastor or you are an evangelist and you've done, done this and you've planted something and you're like, man, I need apostolic prophetic. I believe what you're saying. What the Lord said to me is this. There are orphan churches and ministries that have not been planted by apostles and prophets. And what's going to end up happening is they need to connect with the ministries of apostles and prophets who under the spirit of adoption, like an orphan, will adopt these churches. And this is what I believe with all my heart. There are many orphan churches and ministries that have not been planted with apostolic leadership or prophetic insight. And in these days, God is drawing them underneath the alignment and connection or in, I shouldn't say underneath, but in in the connection with apostles and prophets where through the spirit of adoption, God is going to bring many apostles and prophets to pastors and teachers, and we're going to learn how to work together. Yeah, that's so good, man. That's a good word. I agree. So two words that we want you to associate with apostles and prophets that help us in our understanding is foundation and revelation. Yeah, Those two things are unique to the ministry of apostles and prophets. Apostles and prophets lay foundation and they walk in revelation. They reveal Christ. They have unique and special insight into the person, into the mission, into the ministry of Christ, into his purposes. And they carry revelation to reveal Christ, to lay that foundation. Ephesians 3, 5 says, uh, in other generations, this mystery was not made known to the sons of men. It has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets in the spirit. And he's referring to the Gentiles. They are being, they're included. They're in. God wants the Gentiles to be partakers of his promise. They're a part of his body. And that's revealed to the apostles and prophets. It's a, it's a, a important principle that apostles, this doesn't mean teachers don't have revelation. This doesn't mean shepherds don't have revelation or evangelists don't have revelation. Of course you should. You're revealing Christ, but there's a unique, I believe with, uh, apostolic and prophetic, Many times there, there's encounters, there's visitations, there's visions, there's dreams that go along with apostolic and prophetic grace in a super abundant way yep. that is a manifestation of the grace of God upon their life. Now, this doesn't mean if you have a dream, you're a prophet. It doesn't mean if you start a business, you're an apostle. Yes. There's a super abundance of God's grace in ever-increasing measures that people see and recognize and know, wow, there's something special on your life, and it's Jesus. Yes. Yes, it's so good. Yeah, I think some of these distinctions, there's clarity that's being given. But the apostles and the prophets, and Paul, again, I, I, I just even hesitate to go here but there's just so much disconnection in the body of Christ today. People claiming to be apostles and prophets who don't attend a local assembly. People who, who are claiming to be apostles and prophets who they're an island unto themselves. I mean, it, it's just bizarre. Yep. 
Yeah, it's unhealthy for sure. So just to finish up here and try to tie things together, I want to continue to give away as the Lord has given me these distinctions among the fivefold ministry. So in a previous episode, we had the letter A. I'm going to give you B and then let's go bonus. I'll give you a C as well. So these are distinctions of the fivefold ministry. Okay, here's the B. Apostles build. Prophets bother. Evangelists beseech, shepherds bandage, and teachers balance. Mm. Again, you feel the tension. You yeah. see the expression, right? Apostles are builders. Prophets have, they bother, yeah. right? They, hey, wake up. You need to get in the game. You know, they, there's a stirring and a stimulating and an activating, right? Like you were talking about the wind of God. Prophets and apostles needing each other where you get you get busy building as an apostle, but you lack the, the life and the wind and the inspiration, the spontaneous nature sometimes that comes with the prophetic, of course, Evangelists are what to beseech means to beg, to beckon. Hey, yeah. come into the kingdom, receive Christ. If you died tonight, do you know where you would go? You want to go to heaven, you receive Christ by faith. Shepherds bandage. They bandage the wounds of the people. They bind up and treat the wounds yeah. and help people get healthy and whole. And teachers, they balance. They balance things in the word of God. They balance uh, different concepts and principles. They help bring things together. And then our last one here is a C. Apostles construct, prophets challenge, evangelists compel, shepherds care, and teachers clarify. Again, apostles are building and constructing. Prophets, they challenge. They bother. Evangelists compel, right? Highways yep. and byways. Yep. Compel them to come in. Yep. Come to my dinner. Come to my house. You, my invitation is for you. Shepherds care. There's such a caring, beautiful thing upon the lives of God's shepherds that we need. We need those who care. We need those who see the hurting, that have a burden for the least, the last, the lost, the lonely, so that people are not forgotten or dismissed teachers clarify they bring clarity to the word they help to expound upon they root and ground you in the word of god in the principles and the precepts of god so hope that helps you uh, make the distinctions and understand the differences in the ministries thank you guys so much for joining us today on this episode we hope you'll continue to listen like subscribe and share these videos or this podcast with your friends god bless you all thanks guys. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the March for Eternity podcast as we seek to bring biblical truth to this generation regarding topics such as marriage, family, and ministry. We want to give a special thank you to our ultra global partners who make it possible for us to release fresh content such as this in order to train and equip the body of Christ around the world. If you were blessed by this episode, make sure to go to thealtraglobal.com forward slash podcast to listen to current and past episodes. God bless and thank you for listening.